Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. said good morning to you already. Good morning and it's so lovely to see so many beautiful faces here even though some of you are wearing masks. I know that you're smiling behind them and I'd love to extend a welcome to everybody who's watching online. Well we're into week three of our current series titled Called and so far we've been talking about connection and self-care. Today We're going to be talking about one of my favourite topics, comfort zones. We all have them. We all need them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, it is a joy to call you Father, for we are your children, children by adoption. And in your loving arms we find comfort. And I ask, Father God, that you bless everybody who hears this message and that your Holy Spirit will move through them. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Well, who's got their favourite little comfort zone? Is it sitting at home in front of the fire on a cold winter's day or sitting under the air conditioner on a hot, sweltering day, down at the beach, up in the country? I've I've got quite a few comfort zones. One of my favourites is after I climb into bed at night and take out my hearing aids. I don't have to listen to anything. But I do believe that God took away my hearing so I could hear him better. But when I'm walking down the street or anything like that, I talk to Jesus. And sometimes my mind wanders off totally. And I find myself sitting in an English rose garden with a lovely little table in front of me with a pot of tea. Mind you, I'm a coffee drinker, but in my comfort zone, I've got this gorgeous little china set, and Jesus is sitting in the chair opposite me, uh, and we just nut things out. But when I'm really, really down at the end of the day, I'm sitting at the feet of God, and I've got my head on his knee, and I'm pouring my heart out to him. They are my comfort zones. We all have them. Most importantly, we all need them. But sometimes God asks us to step out of our comfort zone. And the comfort zone we're going to be discussing today is our church. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word church is defined as a building used for Christian worship. Whereas Webster's Dictionary has three definitions for the word church. Number one, 
a building used mainly for Christian worship. Number two, the clergy of a religious body. And number three, a body or organization of religious believers. Not all that long ago, right here at Crawley and Riding, we used to average about 150 people, maybe even more of a Sunday. And when Rob and I first moved here nine and a half years ago, there were six Sunday school teachers. And we had a few different classes. Who can remember when we had an army of children here? I know that Eva, that lovely Eva used to teach Sunday school across the road. And we had that many children, we, we couldn't count them all. Now, thanks to COVID, amongst other things, our numbers have dwindled. But what exactly is the church? The Bible defines the word church in two very different ways. The first definition is church with a little c. And in a little c church, you'll find everything that you see around you today. A beautiful building, an altar, pews, organ, the list goes on. And of course, we can't forget the cross. You see a religious group of people known as a congregation. You see what is known as the visible little C church. And we are happy with what we see. Unfortunately, God is not happy, that is. Sure, we come to church every Sunday, but why? Some come for all the wrong reasons. Some come out of habit, and some come just to catch up with friends. Some may stare with a blank expression on their face. Here, in body, but not in spirit. Most likely wondering things like, oh, I hope I can get the washing dry today, or, oh, I hope I can get away when the in-laws arrive. Might be able to go around my mate's place and have a couple of beers. Oh, football's on this afternoon, can't miss that. The list is never ending. You know what? God isn't interested in simple outward actions. Our Father desires sincere, sincere inner motives. God was so half fed up with the half-heartedness among his people that he decided to give it to them. After all, the church exists for God to come to us. That's why God gives it to us. That's why God gives us hard times. I'm going to give it to him good and proper. And believe me, God did. In other words, the existence of this little C visible church is not what you do for God. It's not about what you want found here. The little C visible church exists for God 
to come to you. Yet each and every one of us has that ego that seizes the opportunity to turn the church into something you want for yourself. It's like, I want everybody to see me going to church. It makes me look cool, makes me look moral. I want to seize this opportunity. You know, people will look at me and say, oh, he must be good, they're going to church. I'm very upstanding and trustworthy. I go to church. That's how you look in the eyes of everyone around you. You may forget the words to the hymns that they sing, but please don't ask me what the minister said. I wasn't listening. But I can hold my head up high and say I go to church and my selfish wish list is satisfied. In other words, I'm ordering God to meet my wants. Have a listen to this. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 10 to 14. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her, all you who mourn over her. For you will nurse and be satisfied at her comforting breast. You will drink deeply and delight in her overflowing abundance. God, our Father, is actually talking about the city of Jerusalem just as he is not talking about Little Sea Church. God is using another definition for the word church. God pictures every believer gathered in one family of faith, and we call this capital Big C Church, the Big C Church of Faith. God uses the little C church to bring you to his big C church. It is here that you receive from God. Just like an infant receives nutrients from its mother so the baby may grow and remain healthy, you will receive God's word, which is meant to make you spiritually alive, strong and healthy. Sometimes we will receive words meant to cut us down, words that remove our self-righteous pride, words that inscribe what God demands from us because God wants the heart. We will definitely receive words meant to knock us down because when you remove the pride You can see Jesus here and he will come to you and assure you that he has wiped away the demands that you have made of him. He has washed you in the waters of baptism. He has clothed you with his innocent life. That he has set you on the lap of his father and that the father cradles you his adopted child, in his loving arms. That, brothers and sisters, is the right definition 
of church here, right now, in Gaula, in this magnificent historic church. God comes to you individually so that you can receive satisfaction with the nourishment that God provides. You can receive spiritual nourishment from the word of God so that when you leave here, you can flourish from the comfort God extends. And there's that word again, comfort. Isaiah continues with verse 12. For this is what the Lord says. I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled. I actually had to look that word up. It's just another word for cuddled. You'll be dandled on her knee. Do you see what you receive? Peace. And what is peace? Peace is God standing at one with you. He doesn't turn his back. He faces you. He does not pull the plug in your ears because you broke your promise. He does not pull the plug because you broke your promise. Why? Because we're human. And we do know that Jesus was fully God and fully man. So it's not as if he doesn't know what we're going through. He knows we're frail. He knows that we break promises, not always intentionally, unintentionally. But he knows that. It means that we can point to the sky and say, this is my home. I know because God says, you can pray and say, amen. God hears me because he says he hears me. We don't just say prayers into empty walls. God hears us. He hears every word we say and sometimes he says no or wait, the time is not right yet. He extends his peace to us. Why? Because he loves us so much. He loves us so much he sent his only son, to die that horrendous death on the cross. And even if you were the only person on this planet, he would have done the same thing for you. Right here, right now, in this little sea visible church, you have peace. Are those words that pull at your heart and keep you in God's big sea church. Because here, when you stand at peace with God, your life flourishes. And it doesn't stop there. Our Father takes his peace and combines it with comfort. And there's that word again, comfort. And the reading from Isaiah continues with, 
as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Now that is nothing short of pure love. The devil will always try to convince you that what matters most is the church with a visible small c, what is seen. That's probably one of the main reasons that you you suffer from depression. The devil tries to... the devil tries to prove to you that God can't do it. The devil knows that if he follows you into despair, then the word of God does not sound as good as you think. That your time here is not worth it. You won't grow spiritually. And if he can get your mind off the one thing that the big C church is all about, then he's gained the upper hand. I mean, come on. Can he really think that? Yes, he does. So what can we do? It's simple. Seize the day. Grab it back from him. Put on your armour and tell hairy legs to rack off because Jesus won the war on the cross. That, dear people, is something that the devil has no comeback on. When Jesus cried out the words, it is finished, the devil's fate was sealed forever. You just imagine the devil's reaction when he realised that he wanted to get rid of the Son of God by having him crucified. You imagine when he found out it was all been thrown in his face. He would have gone cringing back into hell where he belongs. Actually, it's quite quite an interesting picture watching the devil spit his dummy. It doesn't matter what is seen here. What counts is what is heard and felt here. When God's word is proclaimed here, the devil is reminded of his defeat. Set your sights on your heavenly father. Pass the peace with your brothers and sisters in Christ. In Christ. Although because of COVID, we can't do it the way we used to. You still, I don't know how you can do that and still maintain your 1.5 metre distance. But you can still pass the peace and wave. Why don't you try it? Pass the peace and wave at each other. Just, just wave from your seats. Wave at each other and pass the peace. And you people at home... Wave, wave to your TV, wave to people who are with you and say, may the peace of the Lord be with you. May the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Study the scriptures. After all, they are God's word. Set your sights on God's Comfort, because it tells you the way things truly are. We're getting back to the book of Isaiah, starting at verse 13. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. And you will be comforted over Jerusalem. 
When you see this, your heart will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be named, but will be made known to his servants. But wait. There is one final line that is so easy to miss and pass over. He shall show his indignation against his enemies. Here we are in the middle of this most excellent passage about the comfort of God and yet he is reminding everybody that he will punish those who stand opposed to him. He will damn every non-believer to the fiery pit of hell. Now, if that's not a sobering thought, what is? Is it harsh? feels wrong to think that a loved one could go to hell. But God makes his truth loud and clear so that we can lead others into the comfort he extends to them. We live in a marvellous country where we can celebrate being together with God in the small C church. Where God, through his son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, can bring them together in his big C church, his family of believers. That's what makes this place so special. The world likes to examine everything by what is seen. Wealth, success, poverty, failure. But that's not what God wants in his church. He uses the small C church to bring his word into our hearts and he works through that word, bringing people together as his family. The only thing that matters is God's word so we can cherish it and in return give him the love that he deserves. That is why we are here right now in this church, so what have we learned today? It's quite simple when you think about it. Receive satisfaction with the nourishment that our Father provides through the Word and flourish from the comfort that God extends to his adopted children. I'll just read that again. Receive satisfaction with the nourishment that our Father provides through the word and flourish from the comfort God extends to us, his adopted children. Let us pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for adopting us. Thank you for making us your children. Thank you for being our father. But most important, thank you for bringing us together as your children. And help us to know your comfort so that we can extend that comfort to others. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. But just, just one more thought. 
when life goes a bit off key. You've got a torch. When it grows dim or it stops working, do you throw it away? No. You change the batteries. When a brother or sister messes up and finds themselves in a dark place, do you cast them aside? No. You help change their batteries. Some need AA batteries, attention and affection. Some need AAA batteries, attention, affection and acceptance. Some may need C, compassion, and some even D, direction. And if they still don't seem to shine, just sit quietly with them and share your light, the light of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, so that they will know what comfort is. Thank you. Thank you, Clarence.